Blog Talk Radio. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Well, hallelujah. And I'd like to welcome you here to LiveDeliverance.com here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us uh, via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday, we're glad to have you. If you're listening to us through any other social media or any other platform, we would like for you to contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times and the dates and the location and platform that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all of that, we can go ahead and get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now if you would join your hearts with me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, that healing and deliverance break forth in this place because of your spirit, your word, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the Spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory, for you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, we pray. Well, beloved, this is Conversations of Victory or Defeat, Part 5. And I'd just like to kind of remind you that you can go uh, online or uh, and, and hear uh, parts one through four uh, so that you can uh, know where we are. I'm going to do a little uh, review uh, to bring us up to date, but uh, the things that God is, is revealing by his spirit are things that, that we need to uh, participate in day by day. We need to grow in it, as my, as my prayer says. We need to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We, we need to do this. The, the situations that we're going to be um, coming in contact with, I would like for those things to be uh, building blocks in your life and not stumbling blocks in your life. You know, I've seen people that they go through things and they get mad or frustrated at even God because of what they're going through. And that's just contrary to Scripture. The Bible says that we're supposed to count it all joy 
when we fall into diverse tests and trials. And the only way is the only way we can count our joy is we're going to have to know something, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The first thing is it's not trying you; it's just trying the faith that's in you. So um, you know, as, as much as you can uh, cause your ears to be filled with the Word of God, uh, that's how the victory is going to be walked out day by day. The, the Bible gives us a good understanding of how powerful our words are. The enemy of our soul that continually inundates our conversations with fears and frustrations, anxieties and complaints and worries. But we got to know that our conversations carry our destiny and contain our future. Weak conversations uh, promote compromise because they're seeds of failure, defeat. They're weeds that are planted in the gardens of our lives. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 7 through 9 says that we're supposed to go from the presence of a foolish man when you perceive not the lips of knowledge in him. It says go from that. So then if God says that to us, he also wants us to walk in that, that we should not be participating in uh, 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 complaining over and over, over again to some of the people that's in our sphere of influence. He says, go from the presence of a a foolish man, somebody that's talking uh, loud but saying nothing. Ain't that James Brown? (laughs) He says, go from the presence of that man. He's not going to add anything to your life, okay? We, We want to be around people that's going to add substance to our lives. I know and understand that sometimes uh, we might not be ready to walk in the fullness of it, but we still should hear it over and over again. That's what he told Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Why? Because then you will make your way prosperous. You will find good success. So talking to people uh, that don't have the the unction of the Spirit of God or talking to people about your problems is not going to keep the book of the law in front of you. That's not what you're meditating on. I mean, we're going to have to stop violating Scripture if we want Scripture to bless us, okay? We're going to just have to stop doing that. Don't, Don't give the devil any space. Don't give him any room, okay? God wants your conversations, that's what we're talking about, conversations of victory, okay? So then if you are, 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 if you are perpetually participating in, in, in conversations about your frustration, please, let's stop that. We, we found out that, that, that those are some of the things that God wanted us to, to do last time. We were dealing with Philippians uh, chapter 4. And um, as you can turn over there so that we can begin to the, the process again of, 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 of aligning our hearts with the word of God and then allowing our hearts to renew our mind. Okay? It, the process has to take place. We're going to have to serve God with everything, with our heart, with our mind, with our eyes. We're going to have to begin to do things on purpose, by purpose. Okay? So we, we, we're going to have to uh, dismiss ourselves 
from the opportunities to, to, to do what we've been doing without victory. Okay? We're going to have to go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. So don't allow yourself to continue to participate in things that did not allow you to grow. If you find yourself going around in circles, and these are things you have to uh, uh, monitor and, 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 and observe, okay? You're going to have to measure this because you know that what you, you know what you're not satisfied with. Amen. So then if you're not satisfied with it, might I recommend that you not continue in it, that you awake to righteousness, okay? And don't go back to sleep and slumber no more, okay? <clears throat> because when, when you're a little folding of the hands to, to sleep and, and to slumber, it says what will happen is your poverty will come upon you, <clears throat> as an armed man, okay? It's not going to be pleasant because you decided to, 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 to just close your eyes to stuff. Ignore the promptings of the Holy Ghost. Ignore the growth processes that he's called you to. This book of the law should not depart out of our mouth, but you should meditate therein day and night so that you can observe, see how to do what's written therein. Again, one of the things that we said, this is a process, not a transfer. You see, sometimes we're, we're just waiting. Oh, wow. We're just waiting on our deliverance and not participating in our deliverance. See? Because deliverance is complete when that which was sent to you is now received by you. And when that which is received by you is walked out every day in your life, then the deliverance that you were looking for, you're walking in, you're enjoying it, okay? Because we'll look at things and then we'll, we'll blame this person or that person. We'll excuse ourselves and blame them. That's not the conversation of victory. That is the conversation of defeat. Because God, is, he, he has equipped you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, he has given to every man the measure of faith. And that measure is the same measure that gets you saved and gets you delivered, that gets you healed and gets you prosperous. It's the same measure of faith. Our job is to utilize that faith. You know, we, we shouldn't be those that just gaze at God and maybe hope and wish wish and think things are going to happen. See, sometimes we don't use Bible hope. We use natural hope. And natural hope will only take you so far. And most of you have experienced natural hope and the frustrations therewith. But Paul tells us that Abraham had to get past. He had to hope against hope. He had to decide that the natural hope was not going to be enough. Even though he knew it and understood it, he had to go to the place where the spiritual deposit of hope causes him to move. Okay, we'll do it that way. Maybe you can see that, uh, that, that, that natural hope might just leave you standing still. But spiritual hope causes you to move. 
I know I told you that we were going to look at, at uh, Philippians chapter 4. Keep your finger there and just look at what it says here in Romans chapter 15. Okay? Because cause we're going to have to learn to move in this hope, walk in this hope. See? Because if we don't do that, then, then, then we're actually just deceiving ourselves, thinking that uh, an emotional connection of hope is going to be enough. No, there has to be a spiritual connection of hope. Abraham hoped against hope. Okay? Let's, um, let's, let's read uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It, it says this, And now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to see how activity in the spirit is necessary. He said God is going to fill you with all joy, not some joy, with all joy and peace in believing. So then as you're believing, if you don't have the peace and the joy, you have no profitability in the place that you are standing. Okay? Because in the place that you're standing, God is going to want to fill you with all joy and all peace while you're believing, in believing. Why? That you may abound, that you may move you see? So if I'm, if I'm remaining in the same place and saying that, uh, you know, I hope things change, okay, then I didn't hear what the scripture just said. It said that the God of, of, of hope is going to fill you. Whew. Please look at the process. He's going to fill you so that you would have the substance necessary, active substance, if you would. He's going to fill you with joy and peace because the joy of the Lord is your strength, okay? It is the thing. You won't need strength, beloved, if you don't plan to move. If you are in a location, you're already there. You don't need strength to get there. You're already there. Strength is necessary for you to move, yes, it's necessary for you to resist the devil. I got that. I understand that. But movement is, is expected from God. There are preordained steps that you should walk in. Amen. See, God is wanting you to get past wherever you are today. Because he's the one that this is his thoughts. He thinks these thoughts about you. They are thoughts of peace, not of evil, to bring you to, to give you an expected end. So that means that if I haven't caused that hope operation to be executed, I will never get to the place of my destiny. The God of hope is going to fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. I, I, I hope you see motion in those scriptures. Okay? 
He's not just asking you to have hope and no expectation of moving to the victory that hope is supposed to produce. Because faith is the evidence of things that you for. See? It's supposed to be the substance of, excuse me, of what you hope for. Again, he's going to fill you. Let's let's look at it. He's going to fill you. That causes you to have substance, doesn't it? And when you have substance, we can look at it every day. You get up and you eat food. That becomes your substance, sustenance. That becomes the power to cause you to move. If you continue to eat and don't move, there's going to be another thing that's going to happen. You're going to become fat. And as you become fat, you become lazy, lethargic, if you would. When he gave you the food so that you can have action to the things that God has spoken in your life, he wants motion, therefore. He's called the living God which has the connotation of motion. See? So this is what he wants us to do. If your conversations are correct, then there should be motion connected to those conversations. Victory, that's one because of the conversations that you have. Okay? So let's not just stay in the same place repeating the same words. And I, I can appreciate you uh, practicing uh, uh, how to believe. I can understand that. I get that. You want to grow in faith. I am not mad about that. But as you grow in faith, there should be evidence. There should be evidence, tangible things that have happened because you have hoped for this. Tangible results. That's why people would say things like uh, work with one hand and hope in the other, and you don't stand there not doing nothing. But if you use the hand that's moving, that has action, then you're going to bring results. Sometimes, I'll even say this, sometimes your actions might bring a negative result. Not mad about that. Because God is the one that promised he would cause all things to work together for your good. If it was always good, he wouldn't have to work it for your good, would he? It would just be good. So what God does is he takes the thing that would look like defeat and he turns it. What the devil meant for evil, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, God is going to cause it to work for good. See? And he said all things would work together. So that that uh, temporary disappointment, it's going to work together for your good. But if you don't use the thing that is good to overcome the evil, then all you're going to have is the thing that is evil because there was no working process in place. Now, the God of hope fills you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. See, he's looking for motion, okay? So these are things that, 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 that we learn 
uh, by the Spirit. We learn as we fellowship in God's presence by praise and worship. Because, see, praise and worship, mm, mm, mm. praise and worship causes you to uh, become aware of another dimension. You know, it, it's, it's almost impossible for you to complain and give praise at the same exact time. One of them is going to have to go. One of them is going to have to stop. And if you will continue to expect God to, he said, if you open your mouth, he would fill it with praise. If you would continue to practice that, then you will be able to move in that flow of praise. Okay? That's why he's asking us to praise. That's why we're going to go and see this in in, uh, Philippians chapter 4. All right, let's watch this. This is kind of where we were headed out of this anointing into another one. It says, verse 4 and following, rejoice in the Lord when? Always. And again, I say rejoice. So then there should not be a time in your life that you should be settling for frustration. When he said, rejoice in the Lord always and again. I understand that um, the devil caused you to be blind when you did whatever you did to set up the situation that you're in right now. But, okay, first of all, if you can count it all joy, then you will be able to come out of the thing. Because the joy of the Lord, which strengthens you, will bring revelation to your heart. See? And he wants that process to be perpetually in your thinking. Paul, when he was writing this, y'all got to understand this. When Paul was writing uh, this letter to the Philippians, it wasn't going so great with him. He wrote most of the letters from jail, beloved. He he was not uh, uh, writing letters because everybody thought that he was going to win a Pulitzer Prize from writing. No, he was writing out of experience, and he said, no, this is the way I was victorious. And God, who, because I was faithful in the thing he called me to, because I finished my course, henceforth has laid up for me a crown of righteousness. See, Paul was writing these things to bring us information and inspiration that would cause us to be able to know that we're going to experience untold victory because we walked in the steps that were preordained for us. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. So then the men that are in your sphere of influence, the people that you are around, they need to know that there is a God that has promised deliverance. But if I let something other than my moderation be known to the men, they will not see that the Lord is at hand. See? We're supposed to let men see our good works. They're supposed to see. They're not just supposed to hear about what we think we want to do. I know I'm, I know I'm going to forgive one day. No, 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 no. They need to see you forgive. They need to see you walk in the grace that's going to be abounding toward everybody else. They need to see that. Not only will they learn how to do it because they're watching you, they will learn that it's accurate, that that's the only way to get this thing resolved. You know, I can get mad and uh, do the tit for tat. You know, you hit me, I hit you. The only thing that's going to cause to happen is that the one that got hit 
is now going to go look for a bigger weapon so that he can hit you and hurt you a little bit more than last time. So I didn't stop it. I just put it on permanent pause so that when they get past the point of not wanting to, to, to deal with it, they're going to come back and retaliate. And then I'm going to go on pause, and then I'm going to come back and retaliate, and we just keep that cycle going. But if I want to resolve it, here's what God says. Come on now. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7 and 8, 6, 7 and 8 says that when a man's ways please the Lord, he, God, will make even his enemies be at peace with him. Glory to God. So if I want to stop this battle that I've been going through, then I need to cause my ways to please the Lord. And he'll even make enemies. Hallelujah. Be at peace with you. See, God can stop the attack. That's what it said with praise, Psalm chapter 8. It says that, that when you praise, God inhabits the praise of his people, that God would steal the enemy and the avenger because of the mouth of praise. See? Okay. It, it, he said through babes and suckling, he showed this principle. Because it's a funny thing about babes, they don't take much time thinking about the injury that happened five years ago. Babes are looking for their supply today. That's really all they're looking for. They know that if they make a noise, that noise would cause a response from a parent, from a loving, caring parent. That they, They'll get food because of a noise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. See, babes don't go. Yesterday they didn't give me nothing to eat, so I'm on. The, they don't. They don't function that way. And because that praise is pure and innocent, God says, "Now I'll stop the enemy. I'll stop the avenger through praise. Rejoice in the Lord always." And again, I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything. By prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, <laughs> let your request be made known to God. I know you've heard it before. I'm going to say it again. It says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So if I'm not going to approach God with thanksgiving, which is the way he said I'm supposed to, come into his presence with uh, thanksgiving. If, if I'm going to come into his presence, do not Come, don't practice coming into his presence complaining. Okay, that's something we need to erase out of our thinking. First of all, God knows exactly what happened at the time it happened. God knows why it happened. And if you would listen to him, he'll tell you why that thing happened so that you can stop it perpetually. But since we are going there to complain, to try to move the hand of God by our complaint, then, then we didn't understand I'm supposed to make my request known with thanksgiving. I don't know who we'd be talking to if we don't have thanksgiving. I just, according to the scripture, it says, but be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, then you talk to God. So if I'm mad, I'm just reading scripture. If I'm mad, upset, if I'm if I'm magnifying my hurt, I don't know who I'm talking to. But he said the way to talk to God is through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. 
let your request be made known unto God. And when you do that, see, look at the, the response is already programmed, beloved. It's already in the same scripture that gave you the right to come in God's presence. If you do it the right way, when you do Bible things, you get Bible results. Amen. That means we should stop doing flesh stuff expecting Bible results. Okay? It says when you do this, then the peace of God, which does what? Passes all understanding. I love that. It goes beyond your understanding. It goes beyond the the understanding of the person that's coming against you. It goes beyond all understanding. It passes it. Okay, let's let's just do this two ways. It gets there faster because it passes your understanding. I know that it goes beyond, but since I'm trying to get there my way, he just told me if I would make my request known to God with thanksgiving, then it will get there faster. The peace of God, which is quicker than, okay? It passes all understanding, and I like this. It says now there's a transfer of things that happens in the natural. It will keep your heart and keep your mind, not because of what you're thinking, but because of what he's saying and what he's thinking. This peace of God will go further and faster than your understanding, and it will keep your hearts, and it will keep your minds through the power of, is that what he said? Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You get, you get divinity involved with the challenges that you had. I said had. Amen. Because when God shows up, he brings answers. Come on, beloved. Comfort Comfort comes because answers are there. Hallelujah. That's why comfort comes. He did not bring a goosebump, beloved. He brought comfort because answers are now present. When we think from this perspective, then I don't have time to be taking account of all of the injury. I need to spend my time hearing what my steps for victory are, conversations of victory or defeat. See? You can have have a quick turnaround when you have answers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you get answers, you can bring resolution. If all I'm doing is accusing, I'm not going to bring resolution because I'm sowing to the flesh. And because I'm sowing to the flesh, I shall reap from the flesh. See? So I need to get the whole process understood so that I walk it out day by day through every situation that I face. See? You can cause this thing to to end quickly. The Bible tells us that he wants to do a quick work in the earth, a quick work. So then if you've been experiencing frustration for an extended period of time, might I suggest that you need to stop being careful and that you need to end the thing 
go to prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and talk only to God. Okay, see, come on, come on. See, he said, make your request be known to who? God. So then me talking to 12 people to get them to agree with me about the injury that somebody else caused, he never told me to do that. See? And we participated in that because uh, we want to have comfort in our calamity. We look for that. Instead of getting answers, that brings automatic comfort. Because when the comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, see, he's going to do something. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to bring to your remembrance what Jesus said. The Holy Ghost is not going to bring to your remembrance the the hurt, pain, and frustration that you just went through. The Holy Ghost job description, if you would. And when he, the comforter, has come, he's going to bring to your remembrance what Jesus said. He's going to show you answers. Okay? This is what... This is how the process was ordained by God. And the peace of God, verse 7, which passes all understanding, it will keep your hearts and your minds. He took all the weight off of you, did he? Didn't he? He said that this peace now has the responsibility once it gets in front of your understanding. Once the peace of God and the pursuit of peace, the Bible tells us to follow peace with all men. Follow peace. And when you are following peace, when that which passes your understanding, it says now peace has the responsibility of keeping your hearts and keeping your minds through the power of Christ. Finally, brethren. Now that you understand this, we can now get to the next step. Come on, y'all. If you don't understand what he just said from verse 4 to verse 8, you will never know what's what's happening to you in verse 8. If you didn't get through with the stuff that that we've been fighting with, that we still are complaining to God about this, that, or the other, if you're still practicing that, then you never get to the finally, do you? You're still active in the mess rather than turning the mess over on him. Did he not tell us to cast all of your care over on him? Why? Because he cares for us. So with that statement, I hear that I'm not doing too good caring for myself. If he instructed me to cast all my care over on him because he cares for me, if I'm still carrying the weight of that thing, I can't let him care for me. I just abandoned the, the, the process of my heart and mind being kept through Christ Jesus. Finally, my brother, if you tied all that mess, that's what he told us. If you're heavy laden, if you got burdens, he said, would you please come to me, and when you come here, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Stop rehearsing your hurts. Stop rehearsing your pains. Learn of him. Learn that there is peace that is available that will pass your understanding, that you don't have to continue in this trial longer and longer for extended periods of time. You can cause this thing to be over right now. Finally, brethren, 
Whatsoever things that are true, whatsoever things that are honest, whatsoever things that are just, whatsoever things that are pure, whatsoever things that are lovely, whatsoever things that are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things that you uh, both learned and heard and received and seen in me, those are the things that you do. Paul, you was in jail. And, and and you came to the place where you weren't mad at the people that put you in jail. Peter, you were in jail, and you were not mad at the people that put you in jail. You were in the prison sleeping and had to have a divine intervention to wake you up while you were sleeping, while you were at rest. You weren't in the jail mad at the people that, that, that put you there. I don't have I don't have the time to waste being mad at someone for doing things that hurt people do because hurt people are the only people that hurt people. Why should I be surprised that hurt people hurt people? Conversely, healed people heal people. So then I'm going to be like the Apostle Paul. Come on, come on. He wasn't in that prison mad because he was uh, arrested. He was in there singing and praising with, with, with Silas. And it says that the prisoners heard him. They heard it. And they were saying, well, how could this man who, 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 was, who was arrested by us, how could he be uh, trying to sing and, and praise and give glory to God? And so then he said, that man got something I don't have. I, I, I need to have that. And so when, when, when he came and said, uh, 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 what can I do to get saved? And, 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 and this, look at this. Let's, see, I keep, I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get to Philippians, y'all. I'm trying to get through with it. But look at this. Go to Acts chapter um, 16. Go to Acts chapter 16. Paul writes out of this experience, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, out of this experience, Paul writes that. Acts chapter 16. And uh, verse 23 is, is going to show us the other side of frustration. Because he went through this, and he was not going to stay in the frustration. This is what Paul did to get to the other side of frustration, the side where it's the conversation of victory. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who receiving such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast with stocks. And verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God, and the prisoners heard them. And because Paul knew and understood that praise is my avenue to get out of whatever I'm facing, it says this is what happened, and suddenly, Lord Jesus, I love that phrase. I, I, I'm looking for the and suddenlies of life. I, I can be in the middle of this, that, or the other, but it doesn't matter because there is a promise and suddenly from God. 
See, if I will enter into the thing that he said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, tests, and trials, if I will enter into that knowing something and suddenly it's guaranteed for me. I ain't got to just hold on, bless the Lord God. I appreciate people holding on, but there is an and suddenly promise. Let's find out how to activate that and suddenly. It says that at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I mean, just think about that. Put yourself in this picture so that you can see it. The people that had been charged to make sure their life was a living hell, they heard them singing and praising God. And then here we go. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, look at this, we have an and suddenly and immediately. Glory to God. God's waiting for you to position your heart so the end suddenly and immediately can take place. Glory to God. And immediately all of the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. Everybody that was in that situation, come on, your praise, your worship to God can become so infectious that it sets other people who didn't even know how to get free, it sets them free. Where is that intensity of praise? In everything, give thanks. Not after the thing is over, in it. Glory to God. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations, see, when you do things God's way, he's going to deal with the very foundation of the thing. Glory to God. I hope you're hearing that. God didn't just deal with, with, with the circumstances. Come on. He didn't deal with the stuff, the trees on the, the leaves on the trees. He dealt with the roots of the trees. Come on. It says that the very foundation of the okay, I'm sorry, there's an S there. He said God is going to shake the, the cause a great earthquake to shake foundations. I don't care how many things coming against you. God says I'll deal with all of them. I'll shake the foundations of the thing. Glory to God. Because if the foundations have been shaken and they come loose, all of the stuff that was being held up by the foundations is now not going to be a problem. See, here we are. We're just trying to, well, just let them stop talking about me. If you would allow God to fill your mouth with praise, he will deal with the foundations of the situation. The reason why they thought to even say, do, or, or act like that. He'll deal with the foundations of a man's ways, please the Lord. He'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and every man's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep, seeing prison, prison doors open, drew out his sword. And he would have killed himself, supposing that all the prisoners was gone, because after all, all of the doors was open. But here you go, and I mean, some of y'all might not have had the, the experience of, 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 uh, of, of a jail being arrested, but generally, 
they separate the keepers from the inmates so that the, 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 the inmates can't see if the uh, keepers are asleep or whatever. Because if, if, if I know that the keeper asleep, I might try to do some things to, 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 to overcome him, whatever, however, whenever. But he says th- th- this man couldn't even see. All he saw was the prison doors were open, and he was going to kill himself supposing, thinking that he was in trouble. All the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. I, I want you to get this. If, if if that had been you and your prison door was open, would you not flee? But the praise that was so rich in that place suspended crazy thinking and had people that wanted to do wrong not able to do the wrong because they were captivated. Mm-hmm. They were captivated by the presence of God. My God, my God, I hope you can see that. I just hope you can see that. Well, see, since God had already dealt with the foundations, there was no problem no more, was it? Come on, y'all, look at it. God had dealt with the foundations, so there was not a problem. Those people now were experiencing a peace that they did not understand. And Paul said, still not being able to see the, the keeper, Paul said, no, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It said that Paul cried with what kind of a voice? A loud voice. Why? Because he was separated by distance from the keepers of the, of the prison. And he said, don't do yourself no harm. When I get into the presence of God and allow him to do the things that he wants to do, it changes my motivation. I don't even want to see the people that was causing me injury. I don't even want to see them get hurt now. Come on. This is what the Bible said. This is how it is. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto the people that's been frustrating you. Oh, man. Because the Lord is here. Do yourself uh, no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and came into the place where they were. And he came in trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I mean, our life should be able, the testimony God wants to develop in our life should be able to cause people to come to the place where they, wow, say, what must I do? Because I know what I intended for you. I know how I treat you. I know that I was the one beating you. Many stripes. And here you are, just kept me from hurting myself. Gave me a word that said, don't do yourself no harm. What must I do to be saved? And then, He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy whole house again. God is interested in more than just you. He's the God of three generations every time he shows up. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God of three generations. 
So he says, not only will I save you, I'll save your whole house. Glory to God. And he says, verse 32, and they spake to him the word of the Lord. And so that you can see that it was not just some cute. And what happened? All that were in his house, they ministered to them. And he took them, the, 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 the prison keeper took him that, that at the same hour of the night and washed his stripes. And he was baptized. He and all his straightway. And when they had brought him into the house, they set meat before them and rejoiced, believing. <laughs> all of them were believing what? They were believing in God in their house. Now, wait a minute. You got to see this. It, the, the prison guard asked to get saved and then demonstrated a change in his life. First, he washed the, 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 the stripes that he had put on Paul and Silas. Second, he took them out of jail to his house and fed them. Glory to God. I mean, that's not generally the way we think of things. It, even if God does uh, uh, show us a victory, we're trying to get the heck up out of there. <laughs> but Paul, because praise filled his heart, he knew that he was displaying the power of the Lord that was at hand. He preached to him. And you do kind of know and remember that Paul <laughs> Paul had he was kind of long with it. He was like me. He he preached one time uh so long that the, the, the boy was a kid up in the in the third loft in the window and the boy fell down out the loft because he went to sleep in the during the ministry. And then Paul, being this long winded person, he didn't even stop preaching. He just went and said, He all right, went back in there and preached some more. You, you Paul had what they referred to as an everlasting gospel. <laughs> he just kept Preaching and kept preaching. Why? Because truth needs to be transferred from my heart to their lives. Just hollering it doesn't make it transferred. We have to open it up so that they can see this. What must I do to be saved? Conversations of victory or defeat. Finally, brothers, verse 8. In back in, in Philippians, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things of a good report, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, <laughs> think on those things, those things that you've both heard. Come on, see, this is, Paul is bringing it to us so that we can know he lived it. All right? It was not just, it, he was not uh, uh, given uh, stuff, stuff that sounded good. Because this is the Paul that said, I don't come to you with, with alluring words, but I come with you come to you with, with the demonstration of power and of the spirit. I, I, I don't live this. I don't prove this. Okay? It, it wasn't hard for me. It was easy once I became fully persuaded. Just like Abram was fully persuaded. It's not something that I'm just practicing. No, 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 no. I am now fully 
persuaded that what he promised, he's able also to perform. I'm just completely submitted and committed to that, completely. This ain't no try it on, on, on Sunday and see if it sticks to Monday. This is, I'm going to walk in this in every situation of my life. Okay? So when you do this, watch this, those things that you learn and received and hear and seen in me do, he says now changes are going to happen. Now the God of peace will be with you. Before we were rejoicing so that the, the, the peace of God, but now, since we walk in this thing, now it's the God of peace will be with you. He will be Emmanuel to you. Amen. God with us. That's why if, if there is a, an enemy, and he said he would uh, prepare a table before you in the presence of more than just one enemy, he said enemies. See? And when I know that the God of peace is with me, my enemies don't mean anything anymore. Because if God before you, who can be against you? Okay. Paul was, was convinced of that because he had lived through things where, where, where he saw God show up in a mighty way. I mean, for the, 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 the ones that's holding you captive to now be your servants, come on, y'all. They weren't even, at this point, they weren't even concerned about their life because the next couple of passages of Scripture are, are, are going to deal with the the, uh, the the magistrates that heard that they was gone. They weren't too happy about this whole doggone thing. This man didn't even care because he had been touched by the presence of God from someone that was living a conversation of victory. In Psalms 91, I, this is where we stopped last time. We would, uh, I'm going to have to go back and visit it. Psalms 91 is where we're going. <laughs> but I'm going to go through uh, Luke chapter 4 because this is where we stopped last time. Okay? Because Paul lived it, Jesus lived it, and we are going to be required to live it. Okay? It's not going to be a good sermon. It's going to have to be something that we purpose that now, you know what, y'all? I'm going to live this. I'm going to allow God to be glorified in my life because I'm going to live this. Uh, Luke chapter 4, starting at verse 16, and we'll see Jesus doing the same thing. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, let's activate the faith. We've already heard these promises before. These are accounts that we've heard, but we need to let this mind be in us. Let it become active in us. Verse 16 of Luke chapter 4. And when Jesus came to Nazareth, where he was brought up, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up for to read. This was a custom then, all right? This is what the, the children of Israel did. 
This is how they would would, would cause uh, the situations that they're going through. They would cause them to be arrested because they would go and gather and one would pick up the scripture and uh, pick up a scroll and, and, and read this particular passage or read that particular passage. They would read that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It was not just an amen service. It was a, a reflective service that caused them to say, yeah, 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 no matter what I'm going through, the Lord, the Lord is, is my shepherd. I shall not want. We don't know what the, um, uh, the, the, the winter had done to their crop, but they would go into this meeting and they would say, no, 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 no. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I shall not want. See? These were these were not just uh, uh, religious things. They did this to receive in spirit inspiration. They they didn't thank you, sir. They did not just read this to receive motivation. They received it to receive inspiration because inspiration is on the inside. Motivation. I might be hungry and I see something to eat. I'm motivated to go get it. But inspiration causes me to be able to eat forever. Amen. Amen. So he went there, and it was his custom. And he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. And when he had, and when he had opened the book, okay, so this was not accidental, y'all. He stood up to release these words. He found the place where it was written, and this is what was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captives. He has sent me to uh, save the recovering of the sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it again to the minister, sat down, and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say to them, this day, we're not reading it anymore. This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. See, Jesus was looking for opportunities to live out the word that was released about him. So I'll ask you, are you wanting to, willing to, finding opportunities to live out the word of God? That has been spoken over your life. Conversations of victory or defeat. God has already spoken it. It is established. We get to walk it out because his word shall not return unto him void. But it has to prosper in the thing whereunto he sent it. That's probably where the rubber meets the road. The word was still sent. He said that. And the sent word will not return void. He said that. But the word now has to do what? It has to prosper in the thing where it was sent. I say it all the time. God cannot do anything for you if he doesn't first do something in you. It has to prosper in the thing where it was sent. Then it will accomplish that which he pleases. So he's inviting us into a, a, a life of submission. I say, uh, I heard it from uh, my first pastor that he said, everybody likes to make Jesus Savior, 
but a lot of us don't like to make him Lord. See, I hear what he says. I hear the preaching. Now, submitting to it, oh, that's a whole other place. It has to prosper in the thing whereunto it was sent. I've got to let my light so shine. See, I, I just can't let my light glimmer. I've got to let my light so shine. See, I've got to come to the same place that Jesus did for God so loved the world. Let my light so shine. See, it's, it's going to be required. That's why when Paul was in the prison, he had to make a decision that he's going to let his light so shine. We're going to sing praises and worship our God in this place, right in the midst of the mess. We're going to let our light so shine. And I, if I be lifted up, I'll save those prison keepers. But I've got to be lifted up. You have to let your light so shine. See? It's required of us, particularly in this darkness that we have been placed in. Because light was commanded to shine out of darkness. See, I shouldn't agree with the darkness by condemning the darkness because God did not send his son into the world to condemn, but that he might give them a way to see how to come out of that darkness. Yes, he knew as soon as he was sent that men loved darkness rather than light, but he didn't put his light out. He kept the light on a hill. He didn't hide it under under a bushel. He didn't just say, okay, I'm going to get mine, and they have to get there. No, 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 no. That's not the way it's supposed to be, beloved. You have to let your light so shine so that men will see your good works and glorify God. They'll change their conversation. They'll glorify God. What must I do to be saved? Whole house got saved. Wow, wow. Interesting now that I'm thinking about this. Um, they took him and fed him. So then they knew covenant um, executions, didn't they? Because covenant is exchanged over food. Amen. This is my body, and this is my blood in the new covenant. Yeah. Take it. Drink it. Take it. Eat it. Covenant is exchanged around food, over food. So as soon as they got saved, they entered into covenant. Glory to God. And once you enter into covenant, beloved, that changes everything. Because covenant is promises that are backed by blood. My God, my God. See, this is, these are conversations that, that we have to have. They're conversations of victory. Psalms 91. Oh, that was just my introduction. <laughs> pray with me. Just pray with me. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 91. Again, this is what they would do 
This was a custom that they had, okay? They were not just words. They were not just words that were spoken. These are words that were lived. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise from pestilence. He says, if you dwell in the secret place, you abide under the shadow. And I know sometimes we would think that uh, abiding under the shadow means I'm hid. Well, if I'm abiding under the shadow, whatever motions the shadow makes, I'm now supposed to move with that shadow, move with that cloud. Is that correct? So then God wants to cause us to be the light of the world, and light shines out of shadows. I'm going to have to go do something then, aren't I? Okay. So then if I'm going to abide under the shadow, then I'm going to have to participate in the plan of God. I can't just hide under the shadow and say, I'm okay. No, I've got to go where the shadow goes, go where the movement of the spirit is, become attentive to that. That's why Jesus told us, go ye therefore. I, all power is given unto me. So they understood that he's talking from the perspective of the, the Almighty. And he says, now the shadow wants to move. Amen. Okay. These things are going to require us to get involved. Beloved, there will not be a change without us. The church is the pillar and ground of the truth. There can be no change without us. That's why he told them to go, teach, baptize, make disciples. Okay? Show them how to live this life. Yeah, you're going to find them in, in places of, of, of darkness that they're trying to hide from, because me and love darkness rather than light. They're going to want to hide from their responsibility to God. They're going to want to hide from their responsibility to man. But you go and teach them to observe all the things that I've taught you. Make disciples out of them. You, you make the disciple not by uh, commanding them to do it and you don't do it. You make disciples by showing them how Jesus did it for you. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. He didn't think it was robbery to be equal to God, having to go and do what God said do in a world that was dark. He didn't think that was robbery. I'm losing something here, Lord. No, I am sowing into your plan, into your purpose, because you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of God. He that abides... He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's going to have to be some conversations. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall do not maybe, not possibly. 
Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare and the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thy trust. So if I'm not going to do what God told, what Jesus told me to do, am I displaying trust? It's just a question. If I'm going to stay back and just, you know, wait till the end, hold on to the end, am I displaying trust? See, when you abide under his shadow, then you know that his truth is going to be your shield and buckler. So I ask a question again. Was God's truth only sent exclusively to you? Hmm. Or was his truth sent to the whole world? For God so loved the world. And Jesus was full of grace and truth. And where did he use that grace and truth? In the world. Got us saved. The seed of that process of that truth is why we came to salvation. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. This was their commitment to talking to one another so that in the midst of whatever the trouble was, surely he shall deliver thee. From the snare of the fowl, from the noisome pestilence. Surely he shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings you shall trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Surely you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. Surely you won't have to worry about the pestilence that walks in darkness. You know, I, was, I heard that the other day and it just really blessed me. He said, Pestilence walks in darkness. So then, why do we think that pestilence is going to find us so easily? It's walking around in darkness. Well, first, if you got in darkness, you ain't got to worry about it getting to you. Second, if it's trying to get you and cannot see you, it still can't affect you, can it? Amen. We are children of the light, and pestilence functions walks in darkness. I mean, we just isolate ourselves from all of the trouble by simply walking obedient as obedient children. Our problems operate in darkness, under cover. Amen. So if I, white, if I walk under the light as the light, because as he is, so are we in the world. So if I, as I walk as the light, I just insulated myself from attacks, didn't I? The prevalent attacks, he said here, are happening in darkness. And even if they were, according to the rest of the scripture, I don't have to worry about the destruction that wasted at noonday. Why? Oh, good God. Because it's wasting its time. <laughs> Amen. 
you know, he, he makes promises to us that as we hear them and engage in them and activate them in our lives, we get to, 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 to we, we become the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Above only. I'm not the, come on, y'all. I can stop thinking that I'm going to be the one going through. I'm going to be the one that is above only. That my enemies that come against me one way, they shall flee before my face seven ways. Just some things to think about. I mean, we've got to begin to activate this. This is the conversation, the lifestyle. I didn't even get to that whole thing yet. <laughs> Whew. Only with your eyes. Come on, verse 8. Only with your eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Only with your eyes. He didn't say you had to go through it. See, we are, we are Psalms 91 protected. Only with my eyes shall I see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion, thou shalt tread upon the adder, and the young lion, and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him where? I will set him on high. So I will remind you that we've been made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That would be on high. And since I'm set there, he said that that place is far above, not just above, it is far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in the world which is to come. Because, I, because he set his love upon me. Therefore, I will set him on high because he's known my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and I will honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. See? These are the promises that he wants to talk to us about day in and day out. This is the conversation of victory. Conversation means, okay, conversation is, de- is defined this way. It's not a, 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 just a mindset, okay? It, it, it is a lifestyle, okay? It is a course of life, a mode of action. That's the definition for conversation. It's a course of life. It didn't say an accident in life. It said a course of life or a mode of action, the way I respond. In Psalms, uh, verse, Psalms 50, verse 23, says this, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright, 
I will show the salvation of God. So he said that a conversation had to be ordered. A lifestyle has to be ordered. We got to speak right with our lives, not just with our mouths. Ordering your lifestyle, ordering your conversation are right. That means I think of what God says and do it. I know what God thinks and I think it. I hear that Jesus gave us that. He said he only do, he only does what he sees the Father do. He only says what he hears the Father say. See, he was ordering his life aright. And because he was, then he was abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. And then God said, I will show him my salvation. These are the the, the promises that we must envelop ourselves with. See, it's not just a a, a something that that, that sounds good on Sunday. See? It's got to be uh, uh, things we think about. Meditate on in our heart. They got conversations like this need to be entrenched in our heart. Why? Because he told us to guard your heart. Because out of your heart flows. Come on, y'all. Look at this. Come on, come on, come on. Out of our heart, if you if you order your conversation aright, see, you trusting in him with this. He says, now out of the, your heart that is protected by God and his word. He said, out of a heart flows the issues of life. Did you not understand that flowing? Good God. Flowing is not just for me. Flowing is for those that are around me. Is that correct? A well, if you would, would be for me. Because he says that I will, with joy, I will draw out of the wells of salvation. Okay? The well is for me. Okay? But that which flows is for others, isn't it? I mean, if you want to change this situation, then let your life flow into the lives of others. Give yourself away. Love isn't love until it's given away. See, God is looking for the flow of his presence. He's not just looking for a a place that, that, that he can collect and not impact everybody that's surrounded. He wants to impact everywhere. Again, he wants the whole earth to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord the same way the waters cover the sea. Just so that you get it, you cannot separate wet from water. So he wants his glory to be inseparable to all of the people that need it. That's the issues of life flowing out of your life, out of your heart. And we've been... We've been okay with letting conversations that are not pleasing to the Lord flow out of our heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, that mouth is going to go to talking. Whatever you have meditated on, that's what it tells us, as a man thinketh in his heart, that's where you find the man. So here we are meditating on all of the bad stuff we've been going through, talking to everybody about the bad stuff. See, that was the issues of death flowing out of your heart, not the issues of life flowing out of your heart. Whoso orders his conversation aright, I'll show him my salvation. 
I'll mark him as a, as, as a staple needed in the earth. That when things are, are crazy in other people's life, I'll mark him as one they can go to and talk to, and they will hear out of the issues of your life, life. They will hear goodness. Because I chose to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my fortress, my refuge. I'm going to trust in him. I know that I live, I live with those right around the corner from the, the surely, the suddenly, and the immediately. That's what I'm looking for in my life. Because that's what flows out of my life. I can affect change because of an and suddenly moment that flows out of my life. That's what happened to those prison keepers. And an and, and suddenly moment came to them. An immediately moment came to them. They were not the same. They were changed from glory to glory by the spirit of the living God. Oh, beloved. God is warning us to participate in conversations of victory, not conversations of defeat. But the choice is yours, your way or God's way. God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you and bless you for your word that you sent to us to heal us and deliver us from all of our fears and destructions. Thank you, Father, that you are building us up on our most holy faith as we pray in the Holy Ghost so that we can accomplish all that you want to get done in the earth. So that when we get there to see you face to face, we'll be able to hear, well done, thy good and faithful. Thank you, Father, that we will allow this word to germinate on the inside of us so that we can experience good at your hand and become the good servant that you called us to be. We commit it to you as done now. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, beloved, as we always say, we will give you an opportunity to ask any questions or make any comments of about the ministry tonight. So we'll start with area code four, excuse me, area code 770-964-7501. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? 770-964-7501. Go ahead. You have the mic. I was listening to that Psalm 91, which is my favorite scripture. (laughs) Amen. When it was talking about he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, it always makes me think about our lives were here with Christ and God. Come on. Yeah. And to find out, out, out really how we ought to be, we got to be so close to him that it's like hmm. he just almost hit his heartbeat. You're so close. Uh, Come on. Come on. It, that was a song he said, everything becomes strangely dim. Yes, yes, yes. And I thought about all of that. When I'm so close to him and so caught up in his light, you forget about the darkness. And then you went to that uh, (laughs) 23rd. He said, 
prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. And I'm just yeah. sitting there thinking, it's all hell breaking loose around us. But I'm sitting yeah. there in, in that regard, feasting on his presence. Get ready. Come on, come on. <laughs> so I just got to think about all of that. And it just, my mind just got to running about all the different things and all the goodness of God uh, yeah. and how great he is. And, and in spite of me, how great he is, yeah. the things I don't do right. And he still <laughs> looks beyond my phone calls. One thing about the shepherds, if a sheep get loose, he's going to go looking for him. And I'm Amen. loving that. Amen. 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 Thank you, my brother. I mean, it's just its so real that, that we have to look at, you know, where we should abide. I, I want to be lost in his love. Okay? That's the safest place I can ever be, to be lost in his love. I don't have to worry about my enemies trying to get to me. Don't make a difference because in order to get to me, they got to go through him. I just want to be lost in his love. Amen. Area code 446427858. Area code 446427858. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Area code 404. Go ahead. You got the mic. Go ahead. No questions or comments, just uh, just in awe of what a mighty God we serve. <laughs> that's that's true. You just said enough right there. What a mighty God <laughs> we serve. <laughs> Amen. And he loves to, the Bible says that he's looking the whole earth over so he can show himself strong in the behalf of those that have a mature heart toward him. So this is the Amen. year. Because the, the number 23 means overflow and abundance, and this is 2023, the mouth, the year, the decade of the mouth, and the year of abundance and overflow. So, I mean, let's just go ahead and, and worship our mighty God. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for, for being on the call. Amen. Area code, um, area code 404-408-3807. Area code 404. Four zero eight three eight zero seven. You have the mic. Any comments or uh, uh, questions about the ministry tonight? How you doing? Here you go four four. I really enjoyed the session. And it brought back a lot of old memories when when I was starting out in the Word and hoping that uh, how can I really rely on God? Can I really have my mm-hmm. hopes in Him? And the, and and a part mm-hmm. of your session. I, Dealt with my favorite, my favorite subject. I mean, a gospel, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which says, "I know the plans that yeah. I have for you. So your plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope." And I always have had two questions in that I kept going over and over. One question was, "Why should I trust God as my hope?" And I came up with, mm. "God has given His promise and His hope." And these two things are unchangeable because what? It is impossible to gather lies. And therefore, we uh, have fled to him for refuge many times and asked for confidence and hope for the problems we were having in our life. And another thing I came up with, let us hold, I I saw a scripture, Hebrew uh, 10, 23, Mm -hmm. let us hold to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. And then I asked another question, where can I go to reinforce my hope? And this is closure. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement 
as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. And that's Romans 15. So in other words, our hope and encouragement is in the word of God. But he could be relaxed. That's where, that's, where that's where it's found. And he's doing that for us. Thank you for joining us tonight. And he's doing that so that we can uh, extend that same hope in a hopeless and dying world so that they can turn it around. Because without that hope that's alive, because we have a living hope, all right? Our, our hope is not stagnant. It is supposed to be a hope that moves. It's a living hope. So amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Area code 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? I just want to say how much I appreciate you. From Psalms 23rd and Psalms 91. Mm-hmm. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for being here tonight. And continue to stay close to God so we can hear from Amen. Okay. Okay. We got a whole, whole group there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I mean, these, yeah. these words that you're sharing, again, that's what, that's what they were doing. They were simply building the hope of one another up by simply stay, stating the word of God that's in front of them. Amen. Amen. And thank you for being on the call. And um, area code 404-490-4900. Uh, you have the mic. Here you go, 404-490-7875. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? I just want to comment about what you said about uh, the foundation. All the troubles and trials that we go through, all we have to do yeah. is keep believing and have faith, and God will remove all the foundations, and our troubles will come falling down. That just got me. <laughs> so I, I, I like yeah. that one. Yeah, that was, that was kind of good. Got me. I promise you, you all get to hear it as fresh as I know it because I was not looking for that scripture, but it just stood out because he wants to deal with the foundations. Uh, the Bible says the Holy Ghost is going to have his axe and he's going to put it to the root of the tree. He's not going to deal with the leaves. And a lot of times right. in our lives, we just deal with leaves and the leaves uh-huh. change anyway, from season to season. Yes, but if I can get to the root uh-huh. of the thing, hello, come on. So that was very good. I, I was glad to hear it, and y'all just happened to hear it with me. That's why I love for y'all to be on the call with me so that we can share in the experience of God's grace together. So amen. Glad amen. to have you on the call again. Amen. And uh, area code 678-701-7333. Apostle, are you on the call? Yeah. Hey, hey uh, Pastor uh, Steve, uh, good evening, everyone. And my name is Brother Emmett Overton from Live Deliverance Internet Radio. I'm a disciple of Pastor Wayne Thompson, and me and Brother Steve been on air for a long time. I've been knowing Steve for 40 years. And I would like to share something that I don't know if everybody knows, but we have Pastor Wayne Thompson on on our YouTube uh, broadcast at www.livedeliverance.com. If you go to our website, we're a 24-hour-day Internet radio ministry. We're in the, I'm in the ministry of deliverance. And it started off from Pastor Wayne Thompson. And uh, Pastor Wayne is on every Monday night for 24 hours a day. And I want to thank the Lord for you, Pastor Steve, on Mondays. It gives me time to get a rest. 
I don't know if anybody knows, we do have an internet radio station that's 24 hours a day. I'm based in Kingston, Jamaica, and in the United States. And Psalms 91 is a chapter that is very interesting for me in the ministry of deliverance because we have our adversary, Satan, who tried to quote the scriptures to the word. Jesus is the word. And he went in uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 6, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his Mm -hmm. angels charge concerning thee. That's not the correct. Satan twisted. And the correct verse is in Psalms 91, 11, and where uh, he says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee. And uh, the devil's a lie. And... uh, I just want to thank you, Pastor uh, Steve. God's word is true. And for the devil to try to quote scriptures to the to the Savior, who is the word, is, is come stupid. On, come on, come on. I mean, <laughs> we really need to know the scripture. And, I, and, and Pastor Steve, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. I, 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 I'm so blessed to have Pastor Wayne for so long. He was always humble. That's where I get that from. You know, Pastor Wayne yeah. would tell us, call me Brother, Brother Wayne. He didn't like titles. And... Yeah. Uh, he he taught me and Steve that and how Steve teach and with no notes I don't use notes and it's because me and Steve we've been blessed man because we had a pastor a lot of people didn't get a pastor like like Pastor Wayne and Pastor no, Wayne no. brought us the word he definitely cast some demons out of me <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I still love him this day man you know and when people yeah. call me and ask me how you teach like that well I remember one time Pastor Steve and and Pastor Steve, you one of his disciples too, and I'm not trying to lift nobody up, but Pastor Steve, your teaching sounds so close to Wayne Thompson. I mean, the way you teach is just exactly the way. When I'm hearing you, I'm hearing Pastor Wayne. You know, I got his anointing in the deliverance ministry, but you got the preaching anointing in his ministry too. And we was blessed to have a pastor, and he's a he really changed my life. My life started at Fellowship of Faith, and it's is still with Fellowship of Faith because in 1986, my first uh, mission was going to Jamaica. Here I am, and a Jamaican citizen now. I'm a Jamaican citizen because of Wayne Thompson. I went to Jamaica, and all those deliverance ministries there, that's why I'm in Jamaica. And I just want to just thank the Lord for Pastor Wayne Thompson. If anybody don't know Pastor Wayne Thompson, you can get to know him now at (laughs) www dot live right. deliverance dot com and when you go to my website hit youtube we was off air and we won a lawsuit and uh, we're back on air they in youtube don't want yeah. deliverance ministry. a lot of people don't want the ministry of deliverance i'm i'm an advocate i'm, I'm strictly deliverance you know it's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. other teachings but this ministry is very rejected in the body of christ yeah. it's a rejected yeah. ministry but it's 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 open heart in Jamaica. I mean, I go in Jamaica. I got signs. You can go on the highway in, in Kingston, Jamaica. You gonna see LiveDeliverance.com on, on on the road, you know. But here yeah. in America, it's stifling. And I'm so grateful that I never had to sit under no prosperity ministry and none of that. Pastor Wayne brought the word, and uh, I still respect him to this day. I still call him, yeah. and he gave me a thousand dollars a month. A thousand dollars a month starting off my ministry, and uh, I still love him, and uh, regardless of his, uh, you know, him as we ain't no, none, none of us are perfect. But I, I'm so grateful. Not one of us perfect. I'm grateful that we had a pastor that 
you know, because at one time, Steve, I was with in the car with Pastor Wayne, and he carried me to. He used to ride me around, Pastor Steve. Did he ever do that? Everybody, to you? Everybody. <laughs> Man, look, Steve. I said, wait a yeah. minute. He said, because I was me and Steve was real close. I said, well, where's Steve? And Pastor yeah. Wayne said, you yeah. always want to be around, brother Steve. Just let me and you ride right now. <laughs> you, you know, and we we're riding right. around. Steve, we we're riding around and. He had shown me the, the cars in the junkyards. That could have been you, you know, and then keep casting out demons mm-hmm. on me. And Pastor Wayne yeah. would get out the car now, get right <laughs> back on Friday night. And I said, how did you teach like that? Yeah. No notes. Yeah. And here we yeah. go, Luke 9 to take no script. And I'm grateful yeah. to set on him. God bless you, Pastor Steve, and keep the good work up. I'm out. Amen. Amen. I will do that. And for those here, again, if, as the ministry has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would go to the uh, website and plant a seed here at LiveDelivers.com. Just find the Donate tab and be obedient to God <clears throat> because he asked the question, if you received from our, the spiritual supply that we have, then you are, it's, it's incumbent upon you, required of you, to give of your natural supply. That's the only way that we stay on the air is from the free will offerings and gifts of those who are uh, covenant uh, partners here at LiveDeliverance.com. So just go ahead and do that and be obedient to God as we all see uh, the grace of God uh, more and more each and every day. So then now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord give you his peace. Until the next time we get together, love you, be blessed.